You're listening to United Anime Kingdom. Hello everybody, my name is Ness Mudkip and this is the United Anime Kingdom podcast, episode 5. Um, yeah, a little bit of a smaller one this week, um, the AG Corner isn't actually here. Um, you know, which is which is a good thing in some ways, because he won't be able to insult me like he always does. But you know, I don't know, maybe I'll miss it a little bit. But I do have with me, uh, of course, BDT87 and the Sly Dragon, so how are you guys doing today? Pretty well. Very, very hot <laughs> yeah it's it's an absolute scorcher today over here in the uk which uh, doesn't happen too often actually um another thing about this podcast is if you keep listening throughout you will have a chance to win a 48 hour crunchyroll guest pass um Ooh. so yeah that'll be that's a uh there's your incentive to keep listening and uh, you can watch plenty of good stuff on crunchyroll we're not advertising for them or anything <laughs> we just um <laughs> anyway yeah so, uh, keep your ears open for that. Um, but, that side, uh, today's topic is the exposure of anime in the West. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously anime is from Japan. Uh, Captain Obvious saves the day again there. <laughs> uh, so, but, you know, there's a lot of, you know, stuff that goes into localising anime for uh, the UK, the US, and all these sort of Western territories, you know. So we just thought it'd be nice to talk about that a bit, especially sort of the UK side of things, because, I mean, we seem to um, not get the the best deal some of the time when when that happens. But yeah, so we just thought there's a couple of things we'd like to touch on there, and it'd be a cool topic. So yeah, so, um, anime in the West. How should so, we start off? Do you, should we talk about, like, how we, all us three, got exposed to anime first? Yeah, so uh, that's a good idea. So, uh, uh, sure, Tash. I, I, as many people, I was in, I was exposed to anime through TV, of course, and I think it was Pokemon was perhaps the the first anime that I saw on TV, and back then I think it was on like CITV, early mornings. After that, pretty much what really got me into more was uh, Dragon Ball Z that aired on Toonami on Cartoon Network, and that was that Dragon Ball Z really really got popular in the UK was unbelievable it was running for about a good five or six years I think and everyone was talking about it however the real problem was that it didn't really take off from there from when Dragon Ball Z was aired um well as soon as it was over you know people tuned in for Dragon Ball GT and then not many people really bothered with Dragon Ball because by the time that they released that it kind of lost its footing and so most people kind of leaned on Pokemon or Digimon. And, yeah, I mean, I would have loved to see some more series actually air in the UK. Um, like in America, I think they had Yu Yu Hakusho air there as well. Yeah, that was and one then they, mm-hmm. they also had Cowboy Bebop for a short period of time, I think. And so, whereas in the UK, it was... I think there were some other shows that were shown like much later because there was a, another channel that came out, if I'm correct, Ben, an anime channel. Yeah. That came out much later uh, than oh, uh, yeah. Toonami. Yeah, we, we got, yeah, that was, what was it, Anime Central or something? We got Bleach on that, we got Bebop, I think. How long was that on that TV Alchemist. for? The... That was it, started, it wasn't long. No, it was just a year, I believe. Yeah, it was like, it was like 2008 to 2009 So just a short burst, I see. 
Yeah. But we also did get, um, I think we got Naruto on um, Jetix. Jetix, yeah. They didn't really finish Naruto in the UK. I mean, it was, I remember seeing it quite late at night around like, I think it was like 11 o'clock. And I only saw it during the day, like when it was first released. So, I mean, I feel like no one's really taking a risk with these shows now today in the UK. And so they're just playing it safe with all these, you know, dramas that they have on Disney Channel. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, um, so I'm pretty sure, like, you know, most people would, you know, agree that Dragon Ball Z did set them off. However, I think where we really did drop the ball was, like, finding other shows to, like, keep the hype going on. So what about for you, um, Caleb? You know, how did you get exposed? Uh, yeah, well, for me, it was Pokemon, the first thing. I used to watch that when I was a wee lad of about three or so. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, at that point, I, I didn't know okay for Japan. I was just on the bandwagon, as everyone was, uh, you know, in the early 2000s at that point. Um so yeah and then really the the main one i got into and i knew it was anime was Yu-Gi-Oh next i believe i explained all this before but you know just recapping yeah so it was Yu-Gi-Oh next i got into the card game i'm pretty sure i knew it was from japan i think and i'm pretty sure i knew it was anime yeah so I, I think i knew that as well um so yeah Yu-Gi-Oh was the really big one for me i was into, into that for a good few years and i sort of fell out with it um and then i i went into pokemon a bit for as well but that was really just for the games i wasn't into the anime but then you know, I got back into... I don't, and then it was kind of weird for me because I just decided to watch Dragon Ball Z online, like I always say, when I, when this sort of topic comes up. And then it snowballed from there and now I'm here. So, um, yeah. So, anime for me really... I mean, you could say it started with Pokemon. I'd say it really started with Yu-Gi-Oh! for me. So, um, yeah. Or at least anime on TV, that is. And I was pretty oblivious to most of the other stuff on. So, I, I know for a fact that I'm pretty sure I had stuff like Cartoon Network while Dragon Ball Z was airing. But I never actually touched it, and I never touched Naruto when it was on Jetix or anything like that. So it really didn't stray far uh, from Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh for me. I do remember seeing a few episodes of Astro Boy, which we got on CBBC for a bit. So, you know, that was uh, that was okay. I enjoyed it when it was on, but it wasn't too often. Um, so, yeah, there, there isn't a lot to it for me. But, yeah, like Tash said, it would have been it would be really nice if we could get more shows you know, on t on well, TV. We do have um, Dragon Ball Kai that's showing on. Was it Kicks? Yeah. On Kicks, but it's yeah. Quite late as well. Like it's around. Yes, it's a bit late for that, and it's it's a bit of a shame because so. I, I don't know, but it's like um, it's it's a shame though because Kicks isn't a channel that you know lots of people have. You know, or you know lots of people tune into. I mean, from what I know anyway, I don't hang out with kids these days, but um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I I well. I'm, I'm sure when I was in its target age demographic, I, it didn't exist, actually. So I don't know how many kids watch nowadays, but it's on that sort of weird dodgy end of the Sky Planner, you know, where you where you only dare to set foot when you're really bored. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, so I, I mean, when I when I used to watch all the kids' shows on that, you know, I, I didn't stray far from Cartoon Network, Boomerang, uh, Nicktoons, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, you know, how much exposure uh, Kai actually gets considering it's on kicks, but I don't think, I don't think it's as much as it would get if it was on, say, Cartoon Network or uh, Nickelodeon or something like that. But, yeah. So, uh, Ben, do you want to give your two cents? Yeah, well, like we said before, so a quick recap for me again. Um, again, as you both mentioned, they all started from Pokemon, but I actually did see some anime before, uh, 
I saw Pokemon on TV, but um, like you said, I didn't know it was from Japan or it was Japanese animation. Um, but I, I wouldn't like to say that made me want to watch more anime. It was later on down the line, uh, around 2007, 8, I started getting uh, or seeing these people like in this thing called anime so to speak and that's where I got uh, exposed then to a lot of other stuff rather than just the mainstream or well the mainstream didn't yeah the mainstream did kick off by then obviously but uh, uh, it was just slowly and surfing the net just to finding out each and everything but uh, I, I like to uh, thank Studio Ghibli because that really did push push me uh, in one direction then because at the start, and I must have said this before in the podcast, that films uh, made it for me to get into TV series. But if you just say TV series, the first couple of ones which I mentioned uh, before actually was GTO, FMA, uh, what else? Carcaptor Sakura, Evangelion, stuff like that, before I got into the big three and other great shows. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, for our generation, I think mostly it was Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Digimon. Um, I can't really remember anything else shown on TV. But like uh, Tashrin said, when Anime Central came on, I, I, that's where I, I first watched Bleach. Uh, I already started watching Full Metal Alchemist beforehand, and that's where I watched Cowboy Bebop. And there was that was quite funny. As soon as that channel uh, started, there was like um, a, a time slot for anime on two other channels, which I don't remember the network they were on. But they showed uh, Elf and Lead, Eskin Flown, which I watched. Oh, wow. It's probably got, got Elf and Lead on TV. Yeah, that's where I watched Elf and Lead for the first time. Uh, that's cool. So that's, that's the first the last time I actually saw it. I know I bought the DVDs, but I haven't, I haven't rewatched them yet. Actually, come to think of it, uh, Sci-Fi, they used to show Evangelion, didn't they? Yes, but I didn't watch it there. I, I knew of it before. Um, well, if you, if you, people who live in the UK, you know, around that section of uh, Sky uh, programming, it was a lot of, I don't like to say weird channels, but you know, around that section of area, uh, that's where, um, uh, there was uh, it was only an hour or two hours a night that they showed an anime slot, and that's where Elfin Lead was. I'm not too sure if it was sci-fi. It might have been something called creative. I I can't you know I I this is a long time ago now, but um, it was it was quite funny just to see as soon as Anime Central came, it, it fair play TV did actually show a lot of anime at uh, obviously past Watershed. Um, but sadly, Anime Central didn't last too long, and they had to like cycle, uh, re- repeating everything, and they didn't have any new shows. I, I actually watched uh, Ghost uh, in the Shell, um, was it Gits as we call it, shortened Gits, uh, on Anime Central as well. So yeah, that that's where it all started from. Started off for me, and obviously Studio Ghibli films, and every and any other anime film which I did come across. Mm-hmm. So. If you guys were um, like, I mean, if say another channel like Anime Central or even just Anime Central itself were to come back, do you reckon it'd do any better now? Now that maybe Maggie K picked uh, up a little bit and you know a couple more people are into anime and I the really... you know uh, attendance from MCM is going up and up. Do you reckon if we if we have 
like an anime channel now on TV, given the competition that's out there at the moment. And I'm sure, yeah, we would be there to support it. But then again, I mean, I myself hardly watch TV, and I'm pretty sure like many anime fans that you know were at the uh, MCM Expo don't really watch TV as much as they would do online. Thing is, you got so much to compete with compared to online and DVDs. With DVDs, you get to skip adverts, and online, it's right there at your fingertips, so you can easily watch it. And then, of course, you got illegal torrenting sites and um, other websites that stream anime for free. And most of the fans, I would have to say, yeah. like I think there's a fair amount of people that would want to see their anime subbed than dubbed. Because you got them, you got those people as well. And so it would be hard yeah, to get and on TV they people, would show it up. There will be just a, a small, really, really small niche people that would watch it on TV just to support it. And if you look at Dragon Ball Kai as well, I mean, yeah. that's, you know, a very mainstream anime series here in the UK. And at the moment, I mean, it's just barely hanging on there on kicks. And so, and then there's also the yeah. question of what shows to put on for people. And it has to be, you know, English dub as well. So um, I'm not sure if it would reach the same success unless you bring it over to perhaps uh, an already populated channel like uh, Disney XD or or Cartoon Network. I think it would be best if they like had their yeah, own I prefer, I prefer in, like, Nick one Tunes, of those really. um, popular channels and then it drifts off to its own channel once it's, once yeah. it's established fan base like... Like with Toonami in Cartoon Network, that yeah, was just actually, that's, a that's a point and there. Then moved over to its own channel called CNX, and then Toonami. Yeah, I, oh yeah, I, I did want to, I did want to bring that up actually. Um, but, yeah, if I was just going to say, he, um, sorry, go on, yeah. No, I was just going to say I agree what Tosh says. Uh, um, even though I said I think uh, a TV channel dedicated to anime could work this time, rather than a few years ago. Uh, it'll certainly bring a new audience, and obviously it does matter what content and if they, you know, show a lot of new series rather than repeating itself. Basically, all the mistakes that Anime Central did, if they don't do that, I think it could work. If you got, you got to remember that channel didn't uh, start until I believe gone six o'clock, seven o'clock at night, and I I don't know my business <laughs> on how much that channel costs to run, but obviously it's going to cost a fair amount and that's why it did uh, well didn't do too well and only lasted for a year but you got to agree that I think it, if it does you know attract newcomers and it, I wouldn't say it will stop piracy because that's where Crunchyroll and other streaming sites come in as well but it'll certainly um, put people to show hey look this is uh, somewhere else you can watch anime in your comfort in your living room rather than your laptop and so forth but uh, it, like it like Tav said it depends on the content with if it's going to be dub or sub and how old the anime is and obviously but um, it's better than exposing people to oh look you, if you can't uh, see this anime the only way is to do it is illegal streaming which is obviously wrong and which we shouldn't do mm-hmm that's my two. That's my two cents on that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking with the TV channels. Like, if like the, the concept of it, if you say, "Oh, look, anime getting its own TV channel," you'd say, "Yeah, that's really awesome. I'd, I'd love to see that." But then when it actually happens, you know, are you actually going to sit down there and watch it? 
that's that's the thing. To, that's the thing you really got to think about. I mean, I mean, they're gonna have to start off with small shows, and maybe you wouldn't care about that much. And then even if they do do shows that you're interested in, or it's shows that you've seen already, you mean, do you really want to go downstairs and watch TV? Yeah. You know, when you could just sit in your room and watch it or something. That's why I think, like you said at the end, Tash was if it had a certain a block time, like it's schedule, that would work better. But I don't think an, an hour or two hours would cut it. I think they need more hours, even if it was. You know, I know uh, in North America they do this past midnight. You know, one o'clock in the morning. That doesn't. That's fair enough if you don't have school or anything. You know. Yeah. If you if you do have school or work, you're not going to stay up until that time to watch one. Yeah, piece. and and the problem is with that as well is that the TV laws are different in America. And in America, post 10 p.m. I think is you can show any content for any ages on any channel. But in the UK, uh, children's channels have to show children's content 24/7. So you wouldn't be able to, you know, show uh, uncut stuff then. Like they can, like they can get away with on Toonami, which runs at midnight now in America, and they can show uncut stuff. We wouldn't be able to get away with that. So that's another thing to take into account. If we did get anime on TV, it would have to be on quite late, or maybe earliest is like the evening, I reckon. Because like before that, I mean, it's very difficult to get a slot around like when kids get back from school from like three to six, and so for an anime to take that risk, I yeah, don't think yeah. people are willing to take that. Well, yeah. that, that's why Anime Central was quite late. I'm not too sure what time, but it was late in the evening. And it ran all the way till 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. But obviously, they showed, um, if you missed it the first time around, you know, they'll show it again in an hour's time or two hours' time. So they showed uh, one the same episode three times that night, so to speak, you know. And then, yeah. then later on, which I think they showed the dub first, and then after midnight they showed it again, but this time with sub, which was one good idea. But um, you know, on TV I think it would have to work only dub because I I can't see it work as a sub only. You know. Yeah, it'd be too niche, especially if you're going to be putting it on you know kids' sort channels. Yes. Uh. So yeah. Okay. Um. I think it's about time we give away the first, well, or you guys have a chance to win the first um, Crunchyroll uh, gift uh, guest pass that we're going to be giving away. Now, if you want to win that, you have to be the first person to go down to the comments and say the first anime you ever saw on TV. Now, the first person to do that will win it, will PM it to you. Is that how we're going to do it? Yes. Okay, cool. So we're going to PM that to you. Uh, be creative, you know, say, you know, why you enjoyed it, like... I don't know. <laughs> Pretty much, just just say just you know give us some reasons why you enjoyed it and um, you know what it did for you if it got you into anime um, that sort of stuff. And um, if you don't win that, you know keep listening because you know there could be other chances throughout this entire podcast. You know you never know. So you want to keep listening for that? Yeah, so that's a yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, uh, go ahead do that. I don't know. Maybe you'll win. Get yourself some free animus on Crunchyroll, which would be very nice. There you go. Sweet. Okay, and moving onwards then, back to the actual topic. Um, so I suppose the next the next thing we could talk about now that we've done anime on TV would be, say, DVD and Blu-ray releases. Now, we all know that the major distributor of anime in the UK is our good friends over at Maggie UK. Woo! Um, woo, yeah. <laughs> um, so, and they, for the most part, they do a pretty good job. 
Uh, would you agree with me on that one? Yeah, because? and uh, we actually have a guest here, which is Tash Friends, which are his... Jerome's local stalker, by the way. Yes, yeah. If if you if you want to see more of um, our adventures with uh, the staff of Mag UK, you can go and check out our MCM Expo videos. <laughs> that I believe there's there's one on my channel. There's one on uh, Ben's channel. <laughs> so you can see Tashman interacting with Jerome from Mag UK there. So you know we. I mean, I wouldn't say we know the guys there, but you know we. We have a good relationship. We get along well with yeah. them. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to say we have a healthy relationship with them, but I don't think Tash does after that uh, stalking. So, but yeah, yeah he um, definitely loves me. I mean, <laughs> you know, if you listen to their podcasts, I mean, loads of people would always hear my name. Like, it's true. All their yeah, podcasts and tweets. Do. And that's even like, you know, how I first interacted with Caleb, you know, through Maggie. UK. Oh, that was that Without was even beautiful. knowing before we met each other. Um, uh, so. Maggie UK tweeted that uh, Tash was actually the reason the One Piece wasn't coming to the UK. And I believe I called you a douchebag or something. I don't quite remember, but... Um... <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was, I was surprised. I mean, I got a reply from someone I didn't know on Twitter, and I was like, "Go screw yourself." <laughs> oh, thank you. And now look at us, best buds. So there you go. But yeah, anyway, um, instead of getting all nostalgic about the good old days, Mangy UK. Um, so you know, at the end of the day, they're very, they're a very good company for uh, customer relationships. I'd say, uh, you know, as as seen by us a lot. Um, with actually releasing anime, you know. They're pretty good, but they do have a couple of hiccups occasionally, you know, with, you know, some DVDs, for example, the Panty and Stocking DVDs that were released fairly recently, I think, you know, had some problems with them, they had to be recalled or something. It's few, it's few things like that, but, you know, we really appreciate what they're doing because, you know... I think they're really just trying their best to really get um, a big library out there. Yeah, yeah, they the just... They, I mean, with the series they at get. the end of the day, that's a good thing because, I mean, like... Even with even they they'll be happy to you know sometimes talk about you know series with stuff the licenses they don't even own because I mean at the end of the day I really feel like the thing behind Maggie UK is they just want to get anime out there I mean they do want to make money obviously but yeah you know, that's one of the good things they are just trying to get anime into the mainstream first before they can really think about going all corporate and you know just trying to get all the money you know which is which is a good thing about which is a good thing about it you know and um, yeah so. It's got anime. Uh, is it anime limited? I think anime NPM. limited. Yeah, they're a new and upcoming one. They've actually got a whole bunch of really great shows. They've got a really good starting lineup. They've got Cowboy Bebop, Outlaw Star, Gurren Lagann. Um, what else did they get? They got some other stuff. I can't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> but there was also um, Bees Entertainment. Uh, yes, um, that's where I got my Gurren Lagann uh, parts from. Yeah, but I heard their company. Yeah, went they they down went bust. The slopes, yeah, so. so you know, like there, you could see just how you know smaller market anime is in the UK. Companies like Bees are you know going under. I think main the main reason the Mang UK is managing to stay afloat so well is because you know I think they there is Mangi US as well, which um, although it has a much smaller presence in the US, you know it does have you know it backs them up quite nicely. Well, from what I know anyway, I can't say that for sure. But, and they do sell their anime, you know, for a pretty good deal, I must say, yeah. Manga UK, compared to their competitors, because some... I remember Bees, they overcharged me a heck of a lot for Gurren Lagann, like, £30 per apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Manga UK really do try to give you the best value for money for what you're paying for, mm -hmm. so I do, you know, applaud them for that. Yeah. And they do ask, um, on Twitter, they are very active, and on Facebook as well, they do ask what we want, they um, ask us questions, yeah. like, what anime series do you want to see, do you want to see this on DVD or Blu-ray, yeah. 
is and with the partnerships with Kaze for some of their releases, yeah. um, we're pretty lucky to get some of the Blu-rays as well. Yeah, and if it went for Kaze as well, you wouldn't really have any Blu-rays to begin with, to be honest. Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> I haven't really seen a single release really from Mang UK for Blu-ray. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of uh, anime being sort of a niche market is because we, you know, we've got the. It's it's good to know that the people who are the forefront of um, you know releasing anime in the UK are. From what we from what we've seen, pretty pretty passionate about it as well, you know, just as passionate as the fans. So, you know, it's it's, it's lucky we've got someone that good there. But the problem is, we st- you know we still need anime to break into the mainstream. And like for example, if you go down to HMV, you know, normally in most HMV shops in the country, you'll find the World Cinema section, and spliced in there will be the anime releases. Same with martial arts section as well. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> And some of them aren't even like to do with martial arts. Yeah, and it's, it's a shame sometimes because I'll go down to uh, my local H and V, and there'll be actually this is this is more of a thing with um, manga. Actually, I'll go down and um, into Waterstones or something, and there's been one volume of Dragon Ball Z in my local local Waterstones, and it's been there for like a year, and no one has bought it. It's just ridiculous. But yeah, and I mean that's what happens with the anime as well. If you go down to H and V, walk into the anime section, you can like walk past the same. Unless they like one guy's bought it and they've restocked it with one DVD set. Like you know, you walk down there and they the you just walk past the same set every time. No one's picking it up, you know. So you know, it'd be really nice if we if like the whole anime shelf, if you will, on the uh, you know aisles of um, uh, like high street stores, you know, like H and V and stuff, would get bigger. And, you know, maybe have its own little thing that says anime. Maybe people will go over and go, hey, what's that? And, you know, get more people interested. That would be great as well. But then again, like, if you look at Amazon, yes, um, they, are, they offer much cheaper prices <laughs> yeah. than what HMV offers. It's one of the and reasons. So it's hard that, to compete with that as well. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why high, high street stores are all going bust now is because places like Amazon always have better deals and you don't have to leave your chair to uh, go only, and get anything. The only thing that uh, I like HMV is doing, but. I wouldn't say it's co- the correct way, but at least you can see it on the shelf. Is every time a new anime DVD comes out, especially Naruto and Bleach, they uh, and Sujibli ones, they put it in the chart section. And I'm not saying it shouldn't be there because I don't know how well it sells. But is it there for the hell of it? And or you know, it's not in the new releases section. It's actually in the chart. You know. So I don't know if they're actually trying to sell it by doing that, or or it's actually done quite well to be up, yeah. to be up there. But I'm talking about day one. It's in the chart number twenty something. You know, it's yeah. kind of silly because they haven't been sold yet, kind of thing. Yeah, know? yeah. But I, I I do like that how they do actually. It's oh look, you you go to the section and it's not there. And there it is, it's in the chart section. So a lot of people can, oh, if they were looking at any other films, they can actually see, oh, what's this, you know? Uh, especially the the one I go to, uh, the anime section, there is no Blu-rays at all. If you have to mm-hmm. find the Blu-rays, you have to go to the Blu-ray section out, out of A to Z, you know? Yeah. Um, I think they should actually sort that out in some aspect. But it, it, it varies to a HMV to HMV, obviously. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it, it's alright, but um, like you said, Amazon is the the quicker way and the cheaper way to get your entertainment now. I think, um, I don't know, from what I hear, I think more people like buy Studio Ghibli films from like 
in store on Amazon. I think that's like perhaps like the most sold anime on there. So uh, yeah. quite a lot of people get the Studio Ghibli's there. And if they could perhaps I don't know like squeeze in some other animes like alongside it, I'm yeah. not sure what section the Studio Ghibli films are in HMV, but I know they're definitely not in the same section as anime. Yeah. It's well, Ghibli generally does pretty well because it'll get broadcast. Like Film Four, I believe last year they did a whole like you know week or something was it for Ghibli stuff. So you know. They're, they're very passionate with um, worse in them anyway, and that's a good way to promote it because they did, like you said, they did um, like a whole week or two weeks full of um, studio yeah. film each day. That's another, but, but that's going back to the TV topic. But yeah, but that, they're doing well to uh, promote uh, uh, the films. Do you yeah. suppose they could tie some, perhaps like some other series, like in some way with Ghibli films? Like, I, 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 I guess we could. They have done non Ghibli films. I think they showed Paprika, and that's where I saw that. You know. Yeah, one time they showed Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh dear, <laughs> that's the no, no, wrong no, no. series. Advertise <laughs> with that. Oh man, but yeah, I mean, maybe Amazon could do something like, um, you know, if you liked this, mate, you might enjoy. I mean, I'm pretty sure they already do that. Yeah, oh, well, they, they do they like other people who like bought, bought this, bought like people that bought this item with that and this. Yeah, yeah. But um, speaking of like, well, you know, anime getting exposure, how would you say? Would you say like websites like Crunchyroll, Anime on Demand, are doing very well? I'd say so, but I I don't think they're doing much to, you know, get anime into the mainstream. They're just more sort of people who have gotten into it and they've realised, oh look, I can watch this great seasonal stuff that is coming out like a few hours afterwards if I go to Crunchyroll. And speaking of Crunchyroll. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's about time we give away our second gift code um, thingy. So, if you didn't, you know, if you want another chance to win, or you don't think you're going to win that first one, or you've looked at the comments, someone who's already won it, or do, I, I don't know. Point is, um, you can go to over to Twitter, and if you tweet this YouTube link where you're watching it right now, along with to our Twitter, so at United underscore Anime, um, the first person to tweet that to us, and, you know, I don't know, uh, do something funny with it, you have to make us laugh. You don't have to make us laugh. Generally, just the first person who does it um, will win, will PM you the thing. <laughs> so there you go. Um, there's another chance to win a 48-hour Crunchyroll gift pass if you uh, do that. I guess. Uh, ex- yes, expose our podcast. Send it to everyone. Send it to your friends using Twitter. Read through our stuff. Share on Facebook. Yeah, all, that, and... all that good stuff. You know, And then more Crunchyroll gift passes will be coming your way, maybe. I don't know. But there you go. But yeah, as for there's your other chance. As for Crunchyroll, anyway, um, I think they're doing a particularly good job in like making it available on TVs and PS3s and Xboxes and Vitas as well. And so they are doing what they can to like spread the awareness of it. However, you know, as you can tell, you know, the limitations is well the TV, of course, and given how niche anime is. Um, people spreading it, it's just a bit trickier now than how it used to be. And getting some shows, I think, um, Anime On Demand, they're really struggling with some series. Um, yeah, Anime On Demand. They I get mean, like one I'm or two shows a season, and I think before yeah, really... we used to, um, pay for it, like £35. Uh, mm, I'm, yeah, I've got to say I'm not a fan of Anime On Demand. I've, like, looked at, um... Some of the stuff, like I watched Steins Gate on there, and I had a trial, so I could watch the first episode, and they let me watch it in, you know, 720p HD. 
and it just looked bad. Like it just looked like I was watching it on some illegal streaming site, you know. So um, it is. You know, one, it's, like, a, it's, it's a UK run site, isn't it? So they, yeah, well, they it's are... all by Kaze in the end. So you know, <laughs> and things most people then... turn to Crunchyroll for streaming the anime online now because Crunchyroll's built up yeah. that fan base. It's hard to compete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is hard to compete, but I wish there was another streaming as big as Crunchyroll because if Crunchyroll doesn't have the series you want to watch, when you're pretty screwed, you know. Um, but uh, but I there's Neon. I feel Alley that's rarely the case though with Crunchyroll. Yeah, yeah Neon Alley. We, I mean, we don't have that yet, but you know. Yeah, so at least uh, in North America, you have two sites to go to. Speaking of which, we have Daisuke.net, which just literally just launched a couple of weeks yeah. ago and which you know luckily for you uh, america folks you now get to watch dragon ball z dragon box quality in japanese and one piece on that but only for america sadly and canada i think but yeah they yeah. also got funimation as well um funimation are streaming seasonal yeah. anime and i think viz media also do it yeah well. they probably do i think most of the distributors have some sort of streaming service in america hmm. but only in america do you reckon that could perhaps push things towards like getting it on TV one day or? Mm, I don't know really because I mean again, most of these streaming services have people already into anime, you know, and they just want a nice way to, uh, you know, sort of you know see new seasonal stuff that's coming out. So I'm not sure how mu- how well it's going to help unless Crunchyroll could somehow like advertise on TV or something, which should cost bajillions. <laughs> But you know, if Netflix really does pick off, has it really picked up a Netflix here in the UK? Oh yeah, definitely. Because in that case, we need a big anime library. From what I've yeah, seen, yeah, I mean Netflix have small. a few, but I mean they they did have Gurren Lagann actually until the license you know went to crap or something. So you know they did have that. I mean I I watched like two episodes of the Devil May Cry anime on there just out of curiosity. Um, but yeah, they haven't they haven't got a lot. I do, they do have Ghost in the Shell actually. I'm not sure like what one because i'm not too familiar with it but they do have some sort of ghost in the shell on there so you know you know netflix have a few good stuff so maybe if, if i definitely think actually if netflix could improve their anime library and you know push it a little bit um i think that could help because i know a lot of people that have netflix now i know i have it and it's, it's brilliant so yeah. yeah i tried it but um yeah it wasn't for me um just because the lack of content on there especially like tash said there wasn't much anime not on it um, but I was there for the documentary stuff. But um, uh, yeah, I think it's better in North America there. But I don't know why. But I think Netflix should pick up their content over here in the UK. On on how much you're charging us, it's it's a good deal. But I think we should get more content in not only in anime but in any other genre as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um... If we haven't really got anything else to say, I think it's about time to wrap it up here. Uh, yep. Um, so, yeah, leave us your thoughts in the comments, guys. Uh, what do you think about anime in the West? I mean, we've only talked about the UK here. After we are the United Anime Kingdom podcast. But, you know, I mean, America, you know, it's, it's big, it's, 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 as even though it is bigger than what we've got over here, they could do with probably some more exposure as well. Um, so give us your thoughts on that, uh, like, share, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff, um, maybe you win a Crunchyroll gift pass if you've been listening to all that stuff, you know, that could be cool, I don't and, know. And, uh, more to come. Yeah, more to come. 
More, cr- more, more Crunchyroll gift passes to come. If, do we? Do we? How many do we have in stock? Yeah, yeah. Just keep listening. We'll have uh, some giveaways to come in the next couple. Yeah, of weeks. maybe one day we'll get really big and we'll actually send you know stuff to people. I, I doubt it, but you know, maybe maybe one day a man can dream. Um, but yeah, anyway, so like I said, guys, thanks for watching. Follow us on Twitter. You'll be able to see all that good stuff on the screen. Uh, you know, check out our single channels. Biggest thing is send us questions. We very rarely get questions, which uh, is kind of annoying since we push them. Uh, every, at the end of every podcast every week. Um, honestly, we don't mind how how you get into us. PM us, leave them in comments, um, send them on Twitter. Yeah, and it can literally be uh, anything as well. Like, literally write us a letter, yeah. you know, attach it to a pigeon, send it to us. Um, but yeah, uh, what we're saying is uh, send us questions because, you know, we really want to have a nice little mailbag section at the end of every podcast, you know. Want to, you know, just you know, get in contact with you guys a little bit more. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, sending questions... Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Follow us on Twitter, subscribe to our normal channels, and that's about it. So, uh, from me, Nesmo Kip, and you guys. Me, the Sly Dragon, we all bid farewell. Yes, thank you for watching, and we'll see you all next week. Uh, hopefully with some more people. Bye. Ta-ta.